What's up, y'all? This is Dever. And this is Charday. And this is Real Love with the Lees. Hello everyone, welcome back, welcome back. We would love to introduce you guys to a special edition of Real Love with the Leaves, the homecoming edition. Hey, what's up everybody? Wanna give a shout out to a few HBCUs, Jackson State, Florida A&M, Clark Atlanta, Southern, Alabama State, Tuskegee, Howard, several others, and I can't forget our home, Alabama A&M University. So we thought it would only be right to start this episode with glad to see you again. I know everyone has a little bit of the homecoming blues, so we definitely had to make sure we included that on this episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is definitely a time. It's a it's a holiday tradition for all HBCUs around the world, I believe, um, especially Alabama and m This is the time of the year where we get to visit friends, family, fraternity brothers, sorority sisters. Uh, this is just an opportunity to be able to enjoy uh, when we're far away from each other throughout the year. Yeah, so we definitely have, have the homecoming blues, as everyone calls it. Um, I think we were definitely looking forward to it. We look forward to it every year. I, I don't recall too many homecomings that I've personally missed. So I think the only one we missed is when our son was born. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we were literally in a Huntsville at the time. Yeah, he literally <laughs> so. had on an A&M shirt. Like, I bought him a shirt and everything. And, I mean, I think we pretty much tailgated at the house. Right. I had literally just had him maybe a week or so prior to. So, I definitely wasn't about to go out to homecoming then. So, we missed <laughs> that one. But That was the only one. Um, that was the only one. So, we definitely wanted to come and, and just talk about a couple of things that we love about homecoming and, and what we're going to kind of miss. So, we're just going to jump right in. So, Let's talk about what you're going to miss this year. Food, tailgating, what's going on? Tell me, tell me your thoughts. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> all of the above? I'm going to miss all of it. Um, the main thing I'm going to miss is seeing old classmates, friends, um, family. I mean, we always get to spend time with your family when we go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a opportunity for us to be able to see how well people are doing, catch up on old memories. Mm-hmm. Hang Check out, in. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a great time, you know. It's something that you have to treasure because, as you see this year, 
it's definitely missed. Yeah, yeah, and not promised either, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, But I definitely think I, I kind of missed the same things, of course, just family, friends. Um, my dad is a diehard Alabama A&M alum. Like, if nobody else loves homecoming, he loves it more than anybody. Um, and so I haven't really missed many homecoming. I can't remember any, honestly, that I missed besides the one we just named of having Preston. Like, so you're honestly. like a bulldog baby. So yeah. like, when did this start? From age one or For like... me, I, like, it's been going on so long, I don't know when it started, honestly. <laughs> like, I can remember, I can remember definitely being, mm, three, four. Oh, wow. It's like what I can definitely remember of going to games. Um, my dad worked at A&M and um, worked in the admissions office for, for a long time. And so he was over like the homecoming court and making sure the SGA president and everyone kind of got in and were seated and um, making sure that his uh, ambassadors and things like that were in the games and stuff like that. So I, I remember those fond memories growing up. So Homecoming is definitely near and dear to my heart and because of my dad. You know what I mean? So, um, I definitely miss it this year. Yeah. My first homecoming was, like others, freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it reminded me so much of uh, the Gateway Classic that used to be in St. Louis. And I remember uh, when we went, I was probably like in middle school. Um, but it was something that my family enjoyed. And mm-hmm. we literally went back every year. So even though we may not have had the connection with everybody at the schools, it was like our little tradition. Right. Um, so when I got to A&M and, you know, you go into the homecoming events, mm-hmm. I mean, it blended right in, but it was like on steroids. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what's like so amazing about homecoming is like everyone creates their own traditions, whether it be you're cooking out the night before, right. you know what I mean? Or like my what my family has kind of done within the last maybe five to ten years we do a crab ball the mm-hmm. night before right um whether it's in the tailgate spot and we're like actually doing the crab to crab ball out there or whether it's at my my folks house but um i think it's, it's fun to kind of see everyone's different traditions and things that they've kind of implemented in their family um especially if they have other alums like you're not you're the first generation but like i wasn't the first generation right. alum for me so there's some traditions and things that my mom and dad love to do that we kind of try to keep going as well. So, Right. So my question to you is, were you one of those students that didn't go to class, didn't go to sleep during homecoming week? It's homecoming week. <laughs> it's homecoming week. We don't go to class and we... No, I was definitely a child in, in class. I was in class. Um, so you just going to hype it up and then yeah, go straight on the straight class. Straight for the juggler. Like, no, I went to class. Because, you know, it was one of those things for me where, like, I knew I knew if I went, there was going to always be a pop. You know, when you go to an HBCU, it's a different kind of game. You got to play with these professors. And I knew my professors were the type that were going to do, like, a quiz or, like, a test grade was going to happen or, like, some crazy stuff. And right. I knew I wasn't going to be in class for no more than maybe five or ten minutes. So it was worth me getting up, going to that one class, you know what I mean? And being able to be like, all right, I'm, I'm set for the weekend or whatever the case may be. Or they would do stuff like <laughs> assign homework and it ain't but a few of us in the class because you know it's homecoming week. Right. And then the next week when people, at least I know I got homework that's due for that week. And then when people come who may not have went to class, uh, struggling that next week because they might not have known they had homework or whatever the case may be. So I was definitely one of them students that went, 
did whatever I had to do that five or ten minutes, and then I was out, <laughs> signed that roll, and got up out of there. Yeah, for me, I, most of my classes were in the morning. So, as you know, all the homecoming events, most is going to take take place in the afternoon mm-hmm. or that night. Um, but, you know, like every Sunday Wednesday, I probably missed a few classes. I definitely missed a few. <laughs> but, you know, you just hanging out. You know, it's just one of those uh, relaxed, free weeks, I feel like. You know, you're working so hard throughout the school year. That is the one time that you're allowed to just be stress-free a little bit yeah. and enjoy. Um, but, you know, you still got to make your priority straight while you're in, while you're on campus. But um, it's definitely a great week throughout that whole week with all the events. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's one of the best weeks for pretty much when you go to an HBCU of like, that's that's the week you look forward to. That's the week when you start ordering your outfits. For sure. Of what you're going to wear about, about a month or two out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my question to you is going to be, so we definitely have some listeners who may not have attended an HBCU and got the HBCU experience. And of course we went to the Alabama A&M University. Can you explain, you just said every Sunday Wednesday. So explain to everyone what was every Sunday Wednesday and how you would, how would you explain that to someone who may not have went to an HBCU? A day party. It was definitely a day party. (laughs) So I would say it's just a day party on campus. That's the time where the Greeks are going to be out there. Uh, you got the best DJ that's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dre Smooth, Dre Smooth. and DJ Don Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's our era of, yeah. of the DJs. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those times where you just get to go out there, hang out, maybe flex a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, get to meet different people on the campus. Um, but it's a party. And, and the thing that's is the conflict is... Most of the time, that's the time when class is going on. Well, see, it was on every, it's called every Sunday, every Sunday Wednesday. So it was every Wednesday. I think it started at 12 o'clock. It yeah, ended at like, like 2 o'clock. Yeah, to like 2. So people who had like a 1 o'clock class, you was either late or you wasn't you going because you, you stayed hear, out there too late. And you're going to hear it during the class, especially like for me, I was in the business building. So right. you're going to hear the music going right. or especially when you're walking to class, you're definitely going to see it. So yeah. it's that internal struggle of like, am I going to class or am I going to hang call, out? I'm going to have to call this an <laughs> ill today. Like, yeah, so definitely. I just wanted to you to explain like what that was, but it definitely was pretty much you say it was a day party every Wednesday yeah. on the quad and not just for homecoming. us. Yeah. Not just homecoming. It was yeah. every, like every week until, unless it was like extremely cold outside when it started getting cold, they would do other little it's, activities. It's exactly what it says. It's every, every sunny, sunny Wednesday. 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 Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I just wanted us to explain what that was. Yeah. But it was in our quad, which is right. for when we say the quad, it was like the center location of the campus of like where you could hang out, that kind of thing. People would walk through that quad to like go to class, things of that nature. So right. just wanted to explain what that was. So did you say what you were gonna miss uh for homecoming this year? Um, I think it's just everything that you said. Just family, friends. Um, the thing that I probably missed the most is Preston's at the age where he could kind of play and oh, enjoy yeah, the band for, sure. for this year. Like, this was going to be the first year I think he would kind of, like, understand what was going on. Like, right. he knows what football is. And so I was excited to see his little excitement, I think, was, right. like, the most thing. And also, because he's a little older, I wasn't going to have to, like, focus. I feel like these last homecomings, I've kind of had to – Kind of focus on him in in certain ways. Of course, I have grandparents who would be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, just drop him off." But um, this is gonna be his first year to kind of. But get another thing you don't think too. about too is like it's dope that all our friends are um, getting to the point where they're starting to have kids as well, mm-hmm. even and built their families. Yeah, too. even my fraternity brothers, like just to see 
him out there with amongst the other kids mm-hmm. of the people we came up with throughout college. I mean, that was going to be an exciting thing. So yeah. I look forward to it definitely on the, I mean, this ain't the last one. So right. next I look go forward around. to it for the next years to come. Yeah. So let's talk about your freshman year. So, so how was your freshman year? What were some of the things that you enjoyed, loved, missed, that kind of thing? So for me, my freshman year, um, I felt like I was getting used. Mm. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was getting used because I was like one of the only people that had a car on campus. Oh. So I was getting a lot of my friends or people that I was meeting like, yo, Take let's go Walmart. to Yeah, let's go to Walmart. <laughs> let's, you, you ain't hungry? Mm. You ain't hungry? I'm like, nah, I'm not really hungry. But they throwing hints out that they want to ride or... You know, even going to the clubs or just hanging out, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it was it was dope. I mean, I look back and I really think that was the best year that I had in college. Because mm-hmm. uh, I met so many friends that I'm still cool with today. Um, even people that you may talk to in passing, like, you still cool with them yeah. today from that. Yeah. Um, but I think freshman year was just amazing. It was a new experience for me, especially, like I said, being a first-generation grad. Um at HBCU, like, I didn't know what to expect. And to be able to stay on campus my first year, um, have a car where I was able to explore outside of campus and ride around and see the city, um, I thought it was a dope experience for me. Yeah. So, for me, um, I'm from Huntsville, and that's where Alabama a and is. And so, my freshman year was a little different than most freshmen who, like, go away and move away from home to go to school. Um, I could go home at any time. Yeah, you had it made. And the other blessing was, like, from what you just said, of, like, there are a lot of freshmen whose parents don't let them take their car. And my mom and daddy was trying to pull that on me, and I was like, man, listen. <laughs> I ain't really going for that. I'm going to be down the street, and I can't take my car. Well, my parents, not my parents knew I needed my car. I was too far away. Yeah, you was too far away from I'm from home. Kansas, so yeah. what's that, that 10 was, hours? Yeah, that was a no-go. They weren't about to have me depending on nobody, yeah. so I definitely needed that car down there. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, it was dope because, for me, because it was, I definitely met a lot of people, which was which is always cool. Um, but I definitely think my freshman year was the best year because you get that new sense of freedom from your folks, and um, you really out there learning to kind of fend for yourself. You're having to kind of make some, some of those first adult decisions of, like, getting along with your roommate. Uh, going to check on your financial aid because they ain't posted it. Uh, not getting your refund check and right. you can't fuss at your mama or ask your mama for help. You got to go go in that office and, and be serious and ask for your refund and different things like that. And so, the refund checks came in at the right ooh, time. Because, I mean, Jesus. you would be sitting there waiting and you're like, man, I really wish I had that extra money. And, <laughs> and you don't realize, like, the more they prolong it, the more you just getting through the year mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it just come right in. You like right, right on time. I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So for me, it was the freshman year was definitely my, my like most, most fondest year. I definitely think I didn't have, I had a few people from Huntsville that went to A&M, but there wasn't many. Um, so it was a fresh start for me to kind of meet new people, kind of, you know, get out there and kind of get out of my little shell. I'm, people don't believe it. They think that I'm like super outgoing, super. You I, are to an extent. I am a homebody, like the definition of it. So it definitely, that definitely brought me out of my shell to kind of be able to get out, meet new people, that kind of thing. So 
I definitely the my freshman year was definitely my best year. Yeah, and what was dope for me too is like you said you had a few people from Huntsville that went to A and M as well. You know, some locals that you knew. Um, I didn't have many people that I knew from A and M, but I had a cousin that was living there, so mm-hmm. I had that support to lean on. Um, actually, had some people. It was like one or two people that was from Kansas. Uh, where I'm from in Leavenworth that actually went to Anim as well. So it kind of made it feel a little bit more at home. Mm-hmm. And then also my partner, um, Blake, you know, I ran into him. That was Don't my first time. Shout out yeah, Blake Smith. Blake DeBarber. <laughs> yeah, Blake DeBarber, <laughs> yeah. But it was crazy how I met him because literally he's from Kansas too. So he had saw my license plates outside of like Wendy's or something. <laughs> and I'm just in there ordering maybe a four for four, whatever the deal was yeah, at the time. Yeah. And he just ran in there like, Yo, who in here from Kansas? <laughs> and it ain't but like three people in there, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm from Kansas. He's like, oh, what's up, man? What's going on? Da da da. And cool ever since. Cool ever since, man. That's my partner. So been in my wedding and everything. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, definitely, like I said, being that was became my home away from home, especially like I said, being ten hours away. Um, but it was a lot of great experiences um, with just homecoming and just meeting people. Throughout that whole time, so it was cool. So, what was your favorite like party, home freshman party? My parties. Oh. <laughs> uh, let me say, let me think, let me think. I definitely would say my my favorite parties in college were frat pack. Was that your freshman year though? They had one my freshman year. I okay. want to say, and I want to say the last oh, yeah, one might have been my, my sophomore. sophomore year. Yeah, that was my sophomore year. So. Yeah, so yeah, that my- was definitely the be- one of the best parties I think. I would really say maybe like the up all night party at Infinity. Mm-hmm. I used to love parties at Infinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a big space, and that was where all of us freshmen hung out. So yeah. that was really like my first time even going to the clubs like that. So mm-hmm. it was really a different experience for me. But um, yeah, I would say definitely all the clubs at Infinity, all the parties at Infinity. Yeah, uh, the horse was dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really get into Crossroads until maybe like my sophomore Later year, okay. yeah, or junior year. I think you had to be a certain age to get yeah. there. Yeah, um, but yeah, so those were those were the parties. Definitely. Nice. Uh, did you have a favorite teacher, favorite anything at A and M that you like can think of? Miss Gabri, probably. Yeah, Gabri was good. She, she was, was our accounting teacher. Yeah, I felt like she really looked out for me, but also was hard on me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely tough love, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely showed me tough love. Like, I got a better grade in the second uh, accountant than I did in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just because she stayed on top of me. Yeah, She always said, like, you act like my son, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let you fail. So yeah. she definitely uh, looked out for me on that. I will say that's a blessing of, like, going to HBCU is that you get to build a relationship with teachers who – I ain't going to say all of them, but a good majority of them really care and really want you to be, like, successful. Yeah. And um, they're going to they're, they're gonna give you everything that you need to be successful. But the biggest thing is you got to come to class. Like, got to come to class. That's the biggest thing they'll tell you on, like, the first day is, like, you're going to do fine as long as you come to class. Yeah, that's in the syllabus. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you show up and you ain't got to you ain't gotta sit in front of the class, but don't be in the back sleep and... Texting, you know, ain't paying no kind of attention. You got to show some type of focus in there to be able to seem like you're trying to grasp all this. You know, that's when they're going to help you out. Yeah. I would definitely say one of my favorite teachers I had. I had a couple. But one that I want to name is Stanley. 
Oh yeah, I, like I Ms. love Miss Stanley. Stanley. Uh, she taught English and a couple of the other like business communications classes or something like that. And then my other one, because my major was logistics, was Colonel Scrubs. Oh yeah, I like Colonel Scrubs. We had a love hate relationship. <laughs> he would just be like, "Alexander, don't start today," and I'm like, "Sir, I just walked in. Like I, I haven't said nothing yet." And I'm just like, "Wow!" When I came to him and told him, I think I told him we was either dating or we had got engaged, and he was like, "Really?" Like he was like surprised <laughs> I was with you. I'm like. Is that a compliment towards you, me? Like, is it an insult? Is it an insult? Like, it? But nah, but he was cool yeah, though. I but, love Colonel Scrubs. But it was just funny when he really found out we were together, because uh, I actually didn't start getting lo- those logistics classes until we yeah. got together, mm-hmm. and I was in the business department. But those were really just my electives, you know. Yeah, but Colonel Scrubs was cool. He was tough on me for sure, but I appreciated it later on. Yeah. So what made you decide to go to AM? I mean, I know Huntsville is. The primary home, but mm-hmm. like we discussed on previous podcasts, of there's a lot of people that's in Huntsville. It's like I'm not going they to never going That's to not their first option at all. Yeah, I think I had a couple. Like I had Tuskegee on my list. I definitely had Tennessee State on my list. Um, those were like the main two, and then of course I had Anm as like my backup. You didn't have Alabama State on your list. Um, no sir. Okay. <laughs> I know that. My daddy would break my plate if I was a hornet at any point in my life. <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, uh, I just I knew a couple of the girls that was going to Tennessee State, and I knew a couple of girls that was going to Tuskegee. For some reason, a lot of the people in Huntsville go to Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just was kind of at a point where I was like, uh, do I want to kind of go to a school that everybody going to? Or do I want the luxury of, like, being at home pretty much? At the time, my dad worked on campus. So, like, I had that leverage of, like, being able to go by my dad's office, kind of check on him, see how he was doing. Or him even say, hey, what you doing for lunch today? And me and my dad could go and have, like, lunch dates and things like that. He was just blessing. Yeah, I'm a daddy's girl anyway. (laughs) So, um, but, yeah, so for me, it was more so, like, trying to make the decision of, like, hey, do you really want to go to school with people that you kind of already know and you kind of going to be in that same circle of people? Or do you want to do something out of the ordinary that people don't expect you to do? So for me, it was definitely going to A&M. Um, but also, I had been raised around A&M, and so it was a right. tough decision for me because I had been to homecomings. I had been to concerts. I had been to games. Like... And so, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I done been at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this going to be different? And so, my mom kind of sent me down. I was like, girl, being an adult and going to events and being a child going to events are right. two totally different experiences to you. also just knowing the people when you go to yeah. makes a big Yeah. Difference. So, um, that definitely, I, I am definitely happy with the decision that I made, but it was tough for me at that time. Yeah. What about for you? What made you decide to go to a Um, For me... I knew I was going to school in Alabama. Um, my parents are both from Alabama, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the area I was looking at for school. Um, I really was targeting to go to an HBCU, but it was kind of, like I said, in the limbo of Tuskegee. I even throw Alabama State out there. Jeez. <laughs> but, How could you? <laughs> but my dad was like, nah, you ain't going to Alabama State. So that was almost X'd off the list. It was and, X'd out for you. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. father-in-law. Great job. <laughs> Yeah, and um, Alabama A&M was a school that, 
for me, it brought back a memory. That was, as I mentioned, about the Gateway Classic in St. Louis. That was the first time I really got introduced to HBC, HBCUs and mm-hmm. the whole lifestyle of it. And Alabama A&M was the first game that I actually attended. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I looked back on that, and then one of my favorite cousins was staying in Huntsville, um, I was just like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like I told you, like, I committed to going to Alabama A&M and telling everybody, had it on my high school little flyers This is and where stuff. I'm definitely going. Yeah, and this is where I'm going. But the crazy <laughs> thing about it is, I never stepped foot on the campus before you know, a day in my life. Never did a tour or anything Never like did that. a tour, didn't, didn't know really anything about it, just besides what I was seeing online. And then I ended up going to SOAR, um, got to met, meet a lot of different people through that, um, and I just fell in love with it. But literally, it was the best decision I could have made, and it's crazy that it was almost one of those things that was just leaping out on faith. Mm-hmm. It's always crazy to me that you uh, you went to a school that you had, had, had kind of went to a game to kind of see. Right. You but not even a, a home game. But not even a home game. Um, an away game. <laughs> right. And then on top of that, you hadn't even seen the campus. So, like, what, what, what was your thought process on, like, deciding to go? Like, was it just, hey, I know I have, I heard you say, I know I have a cousin there. Mm-hmm. But was it more so of, like, I'm not staying at home? Like, I got to get. Yeah, it was pretty much all of that. Like, I was like, I'm not staying back home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to more likely go to school in Alabama. And the crazy thing is, when I say I didn't visit a and is like, I went to Huntsville. That was my first time going to Huntsville, like, that summer before I committed or saying I was going to a and mm-hmm. um, And I tried to go on campus, and they were closed. Oh, okay. Um, so I didn't get a chance to tour or anything. Um as you know, AM now, like it's more stuff built off the campus of AM mm-hmm. now, but like the wellness center wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So literally everything that you were going to see on campus besides the stadium or um, the girls' dorm, majority of that was on campus. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get a chance to even see what it looked like until I uh, went to SOAR. Um, so, like I said, it was just one of those things where I liked the city um, from what I saw. I thought Huntsville was huge. Right. You know, just from the town I grew up in. And I just fell in love with it uh, from what I was seeing online and from the experiences I was seeing just through YouTube and stuff. And also, like I said, attending that game, it really brought a lot of insight to me going to the school. Well, that's cool. So let's talk about homecoming. And for people who know Alabama A&M and know that other school, we'll just call them Alabama State. <laughs> um how was your experience going to both of those, or like homecoming and Magic City? For people who don't know, those are like the two biggest games, right? Of I mean, of course, Lewis Cruz is one. That and you to be honest, there, but Magic City Classic big is bigger than homecoming. Would you say? Yeah, I definitely would say. As far as like people who attend, yeah, the crowd attend, is definitely bigger. But also, maybe even the games are maybe more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I've talked with you before, my first time going to Magic City Classic was my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Mm. Like, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. And I think it was because I went with uh, one of my friends is actually from Birmingham, and I was just we were just walking around the tailgate spot, and of course he knew a lot of people I didn't know. Right. Um, but I just didn't get a feel for even going inside the game. I didn't know nobody at the tailgate spots. Mm-hmm. It just felt foreign to me. 
You know, at least at homecoming, I'm like, I'm running to my classmates. I'm running to different people that I've seen across campus. But for his Mad City Classic, I just didn't get a good vibe for it. So I remember one of those years, I think it was my freshman year, I didn't end up going. And I went to FAMU Homecoming. Mm -hmm. And I love FAMU Homecoming. Like, it was a dope experience. It was just fun, you know. And um, then the first time I actually attended Mad City Classic and actually did the whole experience was when we was together. And I think I was already... I was, I was already graduated. Say, I think you had graduated. Yeah, because Preston was born. Yeah, Preston so, was just born. Yeah, so I was, was already he graduated. He was maybe turning one. And that was, I don't even think he was really walking. To be honest, yet. that was my first time going inside the game, and that's been my last time. Mm-hmm, because we didn't go. Because yeah. we didn't go last year. Yep. Um, yep. But, you know, like, I loved it then, you know, because, of course, I knew more people. I actually went inside the game, stayed for the after concert, like, the game be close, you know, it'd be a good experience with that. So what about you? So for me, I think they're two totally different experiences and you have to approach them appropriately. Which one is your favorite though? Oh. I'm gonna say for me, homecoming. Still even though I enjoy it. I would city. probably say homecoming too. Um both of them are just two totally different experiences for me. And I would say one, because homecoming, I feel like I see more of my peers. Like I see more of um, people that I went to school with or who are older than me, who were that I might have been in like SGA with or things like that. Like they're coming home to right. like, you know, hang out and kick it. Um, you're able to kind of have drinks with people, you know what I mean, that you may not have seen in a long time. Whereas Magic City, you see people, but... It's a, on a larger scale, you know what I mean? So, you see people hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think they're two different spectrums, if that makes sense. Because I feel like homecoming is more so of like, homecoming, I go wake up with the mindset I'm lit all day long. Like, from the uh, moment from the I wake up. From beginning to the end. From the moment I wake up to the time I'm ready to go to bed at night. Like I, I And then for me, for Magic City... Um, that's more so for me is like a family kind of environment. They're just for me personally, because, um, we have family who's either in Montgomery or Birmingham who tailgates and things like that. So we're hanging with, out with them. That's like our time during the year to kind of kick it with them, catch up, um, that kind of thing. So I think they're just two different experiences, but if I had to pick, I definitely would say homecoming. Well, like with homecoming, you literally can't walk from the tailgate spot to, the inside the game, the game without running into people that literally you, you, you stop know. every like two or three seconds. Yeah, it's just love all the way around. Yeah. So the the love you get back and it's it's home. You know, yeah. the love you get there is totally different from when you're at Magic City Classic. Um because you're gonna run into some people, but it's gonna be hit or miss. Yeah. You know, you run into a, a lot of state people, mm-hmm. a few A and M people, but also it's a lot of locals. You know, yeah. it's Probably one of the biggest events in the Alabama area um, that a lot of people attend. You know, I was like, even my mom was saying she had classmates from high school that she was that were out there that was out there. Yeah, you know, so it's everybody that's attending that event. But I think the games are different too. So like homecoming, I feel like the Magic City games are way more intense than the oh, homecoming definitely. games. Like I agree with that. I don't know the home the Magic City games and the homecoming games. They're totally different. <laughs> <laughs> me because I feel like the Magic City game is against state and so it's like on it's played to a different like 
I don't know, like defense. You know what I mean? But also, you so, got you got the split crowds of this crowd going for A and M, this crowd going for State. When you're yeah. at a A and M homecoming game, it's gonna be majority A and M. It's home turf. And whoever the visitors is, that's probably their friends, family. <laughs> it ain't gonna be that many people out there for them. So yeah. it, it's it's a total different competitive spirit that's out there when it comes to Magic City Classic. Yeah. So next question: What was your favorite homecoming year? My favorite homecoming year. Ugh. I was sitting here thinking, trying to figure out know. which one was my favorite. I definitely would say my freshman year. I'm stuck between my freshman year and my sophomore year. Okay. Um, but those two were great homecomings. And then I would also say the first year after you graduate, that's a good homecoming too. Yeah. For me. Because it was the first year we were engaged or yeah. just married, maybe. No, we was we was engaged, I believe. Or were we married? I think we was married. We had just got married. It was like no. a month after. I don't know. I think we were just <laughs> married. Because we got married in September. Homecoming's always October. So yeah. I think we had just gotten married. Oh, um, you're talking about fours when you graduated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think when Dev's old, y'all. He is year older than me. And he year. just be like well, they be throwing me off when you're oh, talking man. about. So I'm talking about when I graduated. After. So I'm when, I graduated, when I graduated. No, I'm thinking <laughs> of when I graduated. So it was a good year just because, of course, people are going to congratulate you. People who may not have been able to make it to the wedding, of course, was like, come on, we can have a drink or right. things like that. So um, it was definitely, that was always like a good a good year, I think. What about yeah. for you? Uh, for me, definitely, I would say freshman year is always just a different experience because. You haven't, if you haven't been going to a homecoming, even if you have, you know, your first freshman year, that's your first time as an AM student going to homecoming. Yeah. So the experience is just, it's just different, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, I can agree. I think maybe the year after, for me, like you said, coming back, because you haven't seen people in a while, um, this is the moment where. You're finally in your career. Mm-hmm. You know, we was engaged or married by the time it yeah. was your year. Um, so it's just a great opportunity to really just introduce people to uh, my friends and vice versa. You yeah. Know? But I even think the year, the not this year, last year was Preston's kind of first homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even enjoyed that one just because it was a lot of people's first time seeing him. Oh yeah, true. Um and everybody knows when you have a little a little one, you post so many pictures of them and so <laughs> it's crazy of how like the social media world works because you could not see somebody in person and think you know them. Mm-hmm. And so it was just strange to me of how people were like calling Preston's name out. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. Like who? <laughs> like who is that? But it was crazy. Like even our friends was like speaking to Preston. Hey Preston, before yeah they even spoke to us. Yeah. So that was a good year too because that was like his first one of like being able to kind of see people and people see him. So that was was cool. And Preston is a people watcher, so his little head was on the swivel. But you know what? Now I think about it, my freshman year was lit. Oh god, my freshman year was lit. Cause why was it so lit, sir? Well. I just thought about it again because I was thinking of just homecoming as a tailgate spot and, you know, all that. But for me, that was when J. Cole had came to our school. Okay. And I I was excited about J. Cole, but a lot of people um, 
didn't really either know about him or know about a lot of songs from him. And I just remember when he came on stage, a lot of people was actually leaving. And a few <laughs> people were actually hanging around enjoying the concert. So right. that was that was really cool. But also, that year, um, one of my friends uh, won some type of contest because BET used to do the HBCU yep, yep, yep. little tour. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave him free two free tickets to go to the BET Awards. That was cool. And he was like, I ain't going to be able to make it. Anybody want them? And I got the tickets, and me and one of my partners, we actually went to the BET Awards. So that's cool. And that was just that was just a lit that year. That was a good year. Yeah, that year was amazing. That's cool. So I think the next thing we could talk about is every year, for people who don't know about HBCU experiences or that kind of thing, so every year, homecoming is a full week of activities, mm-hmm. um, from concerts to comedy shows to... Um, what are some other things? Every Sunday, Wednesday. Yeah, you get the gospel concert kicking Go- off the gospel week. concert starts on Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, and that Monday and going into that week, I mean, it's you just got, a lot of various. You activities. got talent shows, talent you got comedy shows, show, yeah. fashion show, fashion shows. Um, you got a lot of different organizations, fraternities and sororities doing different events mm-hmm. throughout that week. Um, you got the concerts like we mentioned before. It's just a wild it's range. A, it's a wild week. Yeah. By, by the end of that, the crazy thing is you do all that partying, you get to Saturday, which is the game. Oh, Step Show. We didn't mention oh, Step yeah, Show. Oh, yeah, Step Show, for sure. Um, You get to the end of that week after all those activities that we just named, and then the game is on Saturday, like, I guess you could say mid-morning. Sometimes it's at, like, 2 o'clock, yeah. 2 o'clock. Yeah, it just yeah. depends. But, like, the game happens, and then, of course, the parties that happen on Saturday night. And by Sunday, you have to prepare your mindset that you have to go back to class on Monday. <laughs> and you ain't done no work maybe all week or your your uh, professor is being low down. You might have a test that week coming back. Right. It could just be anything. But um, I said all that to say, what was your favorite concert or comedy show uh, during for, the homecoming? For me, like I mentioned to J. Cole, that was, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, Meek Mill's concert was was amazing um that was actually at the vbc mm-hmm. that was a that was a good concert um uh, for as a comedy show um uh, like we was talking about before every comedy show was really good mm-hmm. um i know steve brown hosted a lot of them and it's just crazy like at a we was they was the type of people that would boo people off the stage if they weren't oh, good. Oh, baby. You, and it was a tough crowd. And to probably please. still tough. But definitely, like, I remember my partner was really excited about seeing Dion Cole go up there and and uh, do his show. And they booed him off in probably maybe 10. They probably gave him like 10 minutes before the they started The only other booing. person I can remember that they booed like that was El Varner. When oh, she yeah. was hot. Yeah. And she they booed her from the moment she got on the stage until the end. Well, it wasn't. It because was because she of the got, Alabama. Because she got on stage and said, hello, Alabama. And we was like, Alabama what? Yeah, she said University. <laughs> she <laughs> University, said University of Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. And baby, they booed her like she couldn't even get a good song out. She was booed from the time she got <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. Until the end. But and yeah, so, Anim is known for booing people off stage. They will boo you. And... 
it, it's just one of those things like you got to come with it. It's almost yes. like the Apollo. Like, <laughs> if you they ain't coming walk, correct, walk, you, you gonna, off. Yeah, you're going to be off the stage quickly. Yeah, so I would say for me, concert, I think comedy shows are always really funny to me. Mm. I don't think I have a favorite. I definitely like the ones where we. Uh, I was I say we because I was I was helping with a lot of those homecoming activities. Right. So, because um, I was in SGA and like the programs council, um, so uh, I helped with a lot of those activities. But I love the comedy shows where we allowed the students to kind of like if they were thought that they were funny, they could kind of open up for a couple people and different things like that. Or we had our own little like comedy show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always thought those were really good. Um, and a lot did, of people at A&M got talent. Too. Yes. Hilarious talent. people. Yeah. Um, and so people who like, even if we did, we did one where it was just the students. I can remember this one where it was wilding out and we had split the students up. Mm-hmm. Um, they had auditioned and then they would split up and then they had to kind of do everything like how we do wilding out, how wilding out was. Uh, right. and so that was always fun. Um, but yeah, it was just anything that was like creative and that other students could like allow their talents to be shown. I always thought that that was dope because you kind of got to see people bloom mm-hmm. right before your eyes because sure. maybe they weren't the popular kid or the most well known or maybe you saw them, saw them just walking walking on campus and you would see people stop them and be like, hey, you did good at the show, whatever, right. whatever, whatever. Right. And so I always thought that that was kind of dope Turned that you kind of, yeah, celebrity. you see people turn into like a little local A&M celebrity. So right. that was always dope to me, whether it be good or bad, because there was definitely some people, talent show-wise, who would get on stage and would think that they could sing and child, let me just tell you. So y'all, they didn't, y'all didn't tell them before they got out there? I mean, y'all was, y'all was the one that was... Well, let me it just made tell these people you. to be into these shows. There was definitely some people <laughs> at times where I would just be like, I just don't think this is a good idea. And sometimes you would be surprised that these people would push back, like, no, like I had talent. And you'd be like, okay. So y'all knew y'all knew <laughs> some of them was gonna be a bomb. Like, okay. Like we trying to help you and we t- saying, uh-uh. But you <laughs> telling us. <laughs> so we we if that's what you would like to do, okay. So, there was definitely some times for that. But I would say as far as concerts go, um, and one of these, I can't remember which one it was, um, but I was on my internship during one of them, and I came home. But I think it was Meek Mill. And so, I enjoyed the Meek Mill concert. And then the other one, I would say, I think it was Yo Gotti, because that was like the first maybe concert that I had been to from. Normally, we have the concerts in the gym at the school, um, but that was the first one where we were able to go to, like, the local arena in the area. So, I enjoyed that one. So, those are my two that I really enjoyed during that time. Yeah. And then, you know, Step Show was always great. So, every year, the competition with that, um, it always brought an amazing show. So, yeah. that was always something that you would look forward to after the homecoming games. And I think my favorite exciting. Step Show was being able to see my brother Step. Oh, Yeah. That was definitely one where well, we he had, graduated by that we time. We had graduated. We had already had Preston mm-hmm. by that time. But it was definitely one of the ones where, like, that was one of his, like, dreams or something he could do. So, to be able to see him, to go back and see him be able to do his thing and kind of being the leader, that was always dope to me. So Yeah, I wasn't stepping. But, you know, I mm-hmm. get out there and hop with the bros. But no stepping? Nah, no stepping. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you gotta know what you're good at, man. You got to know what you're good at. Yes, sir. So... <laughs> Then I think the the thing that we kind of wanted to talk about lastly was like, do you think homecoming will ever be the same again after this pandemic is over and things of that nature? 
Uh, I think it will be the same, but also better. Um, before I was kind of thinking to myself, like, yo, if COVID is still around, there's going to be so many different restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just praying that, you know, this this goes away as quick as possible. And when it does come back around for homecoming, I think the one thing this year that put in perspective is the stuff that, not to say you took for granted, mm-hmm. but the things that you don't realize are taken away that easily, mm-hmm. we're not having this year. Um, so to be able to come back and enjoy it all, I feel like you're going to enjoy every second of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to take any part of it for granted. You're going to enjoy hanging with your friends and making sure you probably, the parties that you was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go this year or I'm mm-hmm. just going to chill. You're going to be second guessing like, you know what, let me go out and hang out because mm-hmm. You know, last year wasn't promised, you know, and this year you just go the next year that you come into it, it's just going to be a different energy. What do you think? So for me, I I don't think it's going to be the same. I think it's going to be better. Okay. Because I think when sometimes when you it takes you missing out on things in order for them to improve or for you to kind of have a different outlook. So I think having the homecoming postponed this year, I think it's going to give, like you said, give people a different perspective. But also, I think it's going to spark people's creativity. Um, just like the other thing I, w- I meant to mention, and w- w- I forgot to kind of look it up before we got on, was the gift coming that AM is doing, right. which is like, hey, because we can't give back to our campus through the games and through ticket admissions and things of that nature, I thought it was real creative that they came up with a gift coming where you can give a minimum of, I think it's 1875, which right. is the uh, founding year of the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a lot of different things that you can give to. Um, that's not like all that you can give, but definitely the minimum that, that they're asking be required. Yeah, and so, and I believe they're paying off uh, students' like debts when they're yeah, going into their Yeah, graduation debts. Yeah, yeah. graduating. So um, I think that's super dope because I think it gives people, I think this pandemic has created a way for people to be super creative and right. Giving back to their university. Um, But also, I think it's going to make you cherish the moments, like you said, Mm -hmm. of like, um, you know, normally we live in a very fast hamster wheel life where we always on the go. Right. Um, But I think sometimes, I think especially next year, this time next year, or spring, if the games come back in the spring, um, I think people will definitely have a different outlook, and I think it can only get better. I agree. I agree with that. So, Mr. Leeser, anything else you would like to talk about from a homecoming perspective or well, fraternity perspective? You didn't talk about fraternities much. Yeah, well, before I dive into that, I was just going to ask you, um, what do you regret about your time at a mm. For me, I would definitely say I didn't travel as much as I probably would have liked to. Because one, I worked, and two, I did a lot of internships where like it just didn't give me the the flexibility to do so. Um, so I wish I would have done that. But I also wish I would have um, connected with. I feel like I connected with a lot of people, but I feel like I could have connected with more people if if I just would have had the time to do so. I just feel like I didn't have a whole lot of time to do so. What about you? Yeah. So for me, I would say going to different HBCUs, um, not just locally or in you know in the state. I wish I would have got out more and went to, you know, Grambling, Southern. You said you went uh, to FAMU. Yeah, I went to right? FAMU. I've been in Tuskegee. To be honest, I've 
I don't think I've ever been to Alabama State except for uh, one time um, after I became the bros. Um, but just going on campus and maybe attending their homecomings or their events, I think it would have just been a different exposure for me. Um, and that's what I'm trying to bring into also with our son is like taking him around and going to different activities, especially when the world opens back up. Um, but I've been to different campuses, but it was mostly after I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, but also mentioning the fraternities you brought up before is like, I didn't get a chance to pledge until 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my senior year. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't, I wouldn't say it's a regret, but when you look back on it, it's like all my other younger LBs got to enjoy the whole experience mm-hmm. of being in the fraternity. Yeah. And when I got into it. It was about, yeah, it was a balance of trying to graduate, trying to enjoy the different activities, find a job, job. you know, it was just a whole, us being together, it was just Mm -hmm. a whole different, um, different experience with that. So all of that kind of came with a different balance. So for me, um, I I definitely think that's not something I really regret, but it's something that I wish I would have had more opportunities to do so. Cool. I have a question for you. Yeah. So what is it now that you've went to an HBCU, you've had the experience, what is something that you want to instill into your child about HBCUs or attending HBCUs, that kind of thing? And what would you tell other people who are eerie or leery about going to an HBCU, unsure about, hey, do I really want to go to an HBCU? What are, What is some of your advice in, in that sense as well? Yeah. And for me, just being an African, African-American male, um, it was just one of those things for me that it was a dope experience to see different mindsets and people having different majors mm-hmm. and different career goals. You know, you had people that wanted to go off and be a lawyer. You got people that wanted to go off and be in business, mm-hmm. uh, be a weather woman, like mm-hmm. all of that, you know, meteorology, yeah. you know, all of that. So you see, you get to see different people that are, Attacking different goals because and aspiring to be different things. Aspiring to be different things because you know as you grow up, the things they really try to teach us for as the black kids a lot of times mm-hmm. like play sports, mm-hmm. um, basketball is your ticket, football is yeah. And you start to see these people that's like, nah, I'm doing something different. I'm attacking. I'm gonna be a scientist. I'm yeah, gonna be a, I'm gonna come up with a cure. It's a lady that went to and coming up with a cure for breast cancer and oh, things like dope. that. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so. It's just one of those things you get to see different a, a different experience of um, a lot of professional um, black people on one campus, um, and it's not even just black people. I mean, you know, they got different. We got white kids, got Asians. Yeah, it's different. Definitely it's really different uh, ethnicities on the campus. Yeah. Um, but I, the only thing I was going to say is like, and I, I joke with people when I say this, but when people say like, what is, what, what do you think about the HBCU experience? Cause you went to one. If you want to talk about like Wakanda, mm-hmm. that's the, that's about, about the closest you're going to get to yeah. Wakanda. Like that's about as close as of, of people who are trying to let you know that the, the history of the campus and, and, and that it was the Negro school or the Negro college and, and how it's evolved and how it's grown. And, um, you, you begin to see the, the love that black people really do have for each other. Like we ain't all, it ain't always a crab in a bucket mentality. Right. Um, but I think it also gives you, um, certain, 
I guess, tests and trials mm-hmm. to test your growth. Right. I tell people college to me and college for me was all about perseverance. It wasn't that it was hard. It wasn't that I had to study extremely hard and um, things of that nature. It was more so perseverance for me. And so I think that it taught me, definitely taught me things that I still use. Um, but I definitely think it's one of those things that uh, if, if you are if you choose the, the school for you, it'll definitely mold you and ground you to be the, the perfect person and, and the great person. Right. So. And I think you just build a lifetime relationship with people. Yeah. Um, I always say, you guys know I'm part of Omega Sci-Fi. Shout out to New Epsilon Chapter, by the way. Um, but, you know, I always say, too, to the people that say, man, I didn't get a chance to join a fraternity or I didn't get a chance to join a sorority. Mm-hmm. If you go to HBCU, that's its own family within itself. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and that's something, even when I, as we're traveling through different cities, different states, and even here in Atlanta, you see these A&M tags out here, and there's a lot of A&M people that's here. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like home. It feels like love when you run into these different people. And that's something that I don't think you necessarily get at a PWI. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, just from friends we know or you know stories we hear, you go back to these homecoming events. Or big games. Or big games. And they don't know half the people that's there. Mm-mm. But if you go back to an HBCU game, Whoever is from that HBCU that went to that they game or went to that, they're going to know probably half the people there. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know them personally, and the other thing about HBCU, they're going to know them in If passing. you don't know them, you, a lot of times you go to an HBCU, you don't meet a stranger. Yeah, definitely. And you literally can walk up on people at a tailgate and don't know the person from anyone else and mm-hmm. can can make a new friend, can have someone to give you something to eat and things of, like, of that nature. So I think that that's pretty dope. But I was going to just piggyback off of what you said about um, kind of being your own family. Is What's crazy to me is, and a lot of people don't tell you this, you kind of just get a vibe and you kind of just know it after you kind of graduate, is that sometimes it doesn't take you to go to the same school, but the fact that you went to an HBCU, you have an ultimate connection. And and the thing I was going to say too is, like we joke about Alabama State not being – a school that we like or whatever. Right. But being at HBCU, if I see somebody from state and I seen somebody that went to, I don't know, University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. I have way more in common with that person. I got way more in person. common with that person yeah. than, than that. You Granted, we're going to give them some jabs. We're going to be like, now you know you're yeah, going to pick the better for school sure. now. For sure. But there's definitely some times where like, especially, and that carries over just for me, I can say in life of like, when I've been able to work in corporate America and somebody be like, oh, you went to a right. Oh, you went to Tuskegee? Oh, okay. Right. That's what's up. So right. you have that, that common ground of like, Somebody else understands what I'm going through. Somebody else understands well, the experiences that I've had. And so, um, especially for me, like like we talked about on the last episode of like being an advocate when mm-hmm. you're in corporate America or in your workplace of like making sure that when you go into an HBCU, you're speaking up for HBCUs. Like, hey, why are y'all not recruiting at HBCUs? Right. Like that kind of thing. And then being able to have people in the room who might have went to an HBCU with you. Um, that definitely makes a difference, even though it may not be the same school. So I think that that's super, super dope. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so I think we're ready to wrap up, sir. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add? No, I'm just looking forward to homecoming, man. I'm I'm kind of sad. I definitely have the homecoming blues. (laughs) And it's kind of weird. 
I was telling you this earlier too. Is like the weather is just. It's I don't know cold. where it's at everywhere, but it's cold here. And it like dropped out of nowhere too, which yeah, is crazy. I know we would still be enjoying homecoming, but it's just crazy how <laughs> the world and and nature just works in in this in this time, you know. Because yeah. uh, usually when you go out to homecoming, even if it is cold, it's gonna warm up. It's gonna be a pretty yeah. nice sunny day. Um, you know, it's gonna be cool sometimes, but it's just. It's like the sun is always out there homecoming. Mm-hmm. Well, and it always tricks you because you think it's going to be cold because it might be cool early that morning, but it always warms up. Yeah. Like, it always gets you because it always shining. warms up. So. Yeah, always shining. But, yeah, so we just want to thank you guys. We definitely wanted to just do something um, in, in, in remembering good times of homecoming and thinking of good times of homecoming. I know a lot of people are missing homecoming this year and probably have the homecoming blues, but we definitely wanted to bring you this special edition um, and also just give uh, other people who may not have went to an HBCU uh, a look into what, what some of those experiences were. So yeah. we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of Real Love with the Lees. It was a special edition for Homecoming and, and in commemorance of Homecoming. So we hope that you guys enjoyed and we see you on the next episode. Peace. Texas Southern, Skeegee, Morehouse, TSU, Fort Valley, you know what I'm saying, we black.